Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of DKM, DKM episode 15. I uh, got here my boy Marcos. Now, you might be wondering, where's our boy Kenny? Well, fortunately, though, at the time of recording, it is officially Valentine's Day. Now, by the time you're hearing this, it's already been a call, uh, about like two days from now. So, um, I hope you guys have enjoyed your Valentine's Day. Kenny, unfortunately, had to simp out, go enjoy his time uh, with his lovely fiance. Uh, fiance and uh, I wish him both happy um, even though he's a simp I'm happy that uh, he went out there and spent some time with his girl I don't think but in the meantime I, mean, I got my homie here Marco so I'm spending Valentine's Day with him Uh, I don't know at what point does a person no longer become a simp or even if you are married to them well you're always going to be a simp because you're going after a girl you're not your homies then you're always a simp but then if you marry your homie does that mean you're a simp no. Mm, all right. I'm sure there's there's some fine line. Like I'm I'm sure we can identify like simp like behaviors even if you're single. Oh yeah. In a relationship, whether it be you know girlfriend, boyfriend. Oh, or better yet, if you want like a public display of simping, go to uh, any uh, Twitch stream nowadays. But they banned the word. Uh... Oh right, we can't say it right. Well, simpletons. I I like to. No, it. you should call them. Uh... Oh, no, there was a different. There was a different word that. Oh yeah, uh, Twitch bots. <laughs> they call they Twitch call mods, you Twitch bot because I, I, it was the Twitch something involving in Twitch staff that they 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 banned it. I'm sure they got tired of being called. I, I my favorite one was the story about this guy who was modding for this fem- for this girl streamer um, for so long, and then later he like confessed his love mm-hmm. for her. And then she's like, uh, I told you before I have a boyfriend. And, like, the guy goes on this massive fucking rant talking about how, oh, I modded for you. Why do you think I did it? You think I did it for my good health? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, and she's just like, hey, man, uh, I thank you. Uh, but you asked for the position. You seem to be very reliable. Um, I never promised you sex or as a relationship. I told you I had a boyfriend and that was it. But like this guy went on this massive fucking tirade and it was so fucking bad. And I don't know how this guy just didn't like as he's typing this message ever like look at himself be like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm telling this girl I spent all this time and money on her and I expected sex and she's been dating someone the whole time. I... Okay, so usually it, these... Um, ideas, these points of view, these just these viewpoints in general come from a place of emotional distress. Um, yeah, people who are have weaker will, wills, generally speaking. Obviously, there's some things that people right. generally have, you know, stronger will towards. Like, um, when it comes to work, when it comes to video games, people have stronger will towards one thing over another. And this is just all my speculation and opinion, but, um the emotion of being in love being loved and that love being reciprocated as well it's um it's in our biology right i can only assume it is because it acts people in such a way in order to procreate but the thing is is that i'm not sure if you know anything about the MGTOW community daniel but oh boy well, here's the thing though <laughs> yeah here's the thing, though. obviously every community has their toxic sides so for those who's listening MGTOW means uh, men going their own way um it's a rather simple movement when i got into it uh i just was randomly looking at it i didn't really know what i was getting into and you know what they talked about they opened my eyes on certain key factors but from what i got out of it was just basically like hey man just focus on yourself um 
that little thing in your head that says, you know, you got to go mate or you got to find the mate, uh, you can suppress it for now, uh, just work on yourself. And that's one thing that I really took out of it. Um, obviously, there's some people in the community that get toxic and it gets like really like, like really misogynistic at, at times. But honestly, though, I, I've seen like the worst of MGTOW be no different than sometimes as incel. It's almost like the lines are incredibly blurred. right and you could tell i i can at least i can i can tell that if this person's coming from a good pl- place from experience or yeah. just just to be a hater just to just to be part of this whole women are bad women are are i'm not gonna use all yeah. the words but you, you get the you get the gist yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've been on any fucking subreddit lately, if back when r r slash incel was a thing, um, or MGTOW, you definitely see some really fucked up. But that's that's the thing, though. Like I said, like the lines become so fucking blurred. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Um, there's also the uh, what's this thing called? Um, the horseshoe theory when it comes to both political aisles, the the furthest of the left and the furthest of the right, uh, basically come full circle because they start speaking about the same political issues uh except one small difference like on the right they'll say whites but on the left they'll say something else but they they say the exact same talking points but it's just it's so it's it's just one key word that that differentiates them but it's fucking mad libs at basically that point. so the at least with that um when it comes to the insult community like obviously people we shouldn't really like ostracize most of these people in the community because some some of these people lash out because they might have an um a mental block some mental issue it's just something that self-confidence it is it honestly is and honestly i personally that's that's my thing man like i i my thing about like with the whole insult mm -hmm. thing i don't immediately want to point the finger and be like look at this guy what a fucking loser he can't get ass okay I'm not against that. I would, you know, tell him like, hey, man, maybe stop directing all that energy to hating something that you have no control over and rather control something that you can maybe get into better shape, find a hobby, find something that makes you stand out a little bit, you know, just focusing on the like, I want women and women don't want me and make and thinking that your life is ruined because of it is fucking stupid. And, you know, and and preferably if you don't go into a serial fucking a killing tirade like certain yeah. people um that might be not the healthiest way to do yeah. it you know and that's where like I, I said before about like the MGTOW line is that like I'm not against it I think that especially when I was in high school I seen a lot of my friends go into this vitriol horrible cycle about getting in with a relationship getting worried that oh my god i'm not in a relationship anymore i mean granted this is high school everyone was way more nosy about your business back then um but there was like this talk this this thing where it'll be like my friend will get broken up with a girl and he's clearly you know understandably a little bit bummed out about it um and it's understandable i get it you're bummed out and i would put my arm around your shoulder and be like hey bro like you know, keep your chin up, you know, maybe she wasn't the one for you. But rather than taking that time to heal, you know, get that emotion out and getting that, like, pain out, they'll hop into another relationship. And I'm like, dude, now you're bringing that fucking baggage with you with this relationship. And then you might say, oh, but this girl doesn't get me. He's like, no, she probably is a sweet person, but you're bringing all that fucked up baggage with you and not letting it out. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is going to be your caretaker. Some people are going to be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm here to be with you, not to be with the shell of a man that could be you. Right. Um, and uh, 
that's where I, I think with, with like the MGTOW movement, I could get behind it. I like the idea of it. I think, it, you know, it, you know, when this, when people say they like ma- massive, to- uh, ma- uh, masculine toxicity, like I, I get that. I think in sometimes we need a sort of a brotherhood in a sort of way where guys are like, Hey man, like, don't worry about them girls. Nobody could judge you, but yourself. And you know, you're important. Don't judge. Don't determine someone else's opinion of you as you mm-hmm. like work on yourself. And I'm okay with it. But then when you start getting into like, incel rhetoric and shit i'm like okay you're you're missing the point you know the point is to be like not be bitter but look be better you know what i'm saying incels do nothing all day but fucking whine and complain all day that oh i can't get ass i can't get pussy women are bad blah 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 and i'm just like okay then what the fuck do you want what are you gonna do about right. it the find a hobby do something one thing i like saying to to folks is and i'll say it on record I honestly regret losing my virginity because it honestly is not as hyped out as what I thought I'd be. Constantly just chasing the oh, tail, yeah. constantly chasing the the um, the pursuit, that feeling. Uh, only mm-hmm. later to find out, which granted I did so when I was relatively young. So I mean, I'm still young now, relatively speaking. But it's at, at least I managed to catch it early, where I'm like, it's not as cut out to be if you're just doing it with random strangers who you're not gonna see again unless you pass by like a mm-hmm. like a Publix or a Walmart and you see them there and you're like oh wow this person let me just not talk to them cuz it's going to be it's going to be an awkward conversation awkward uh, encounter so it's it's honestly like without you can go do your thing if you want to go play around with other people and just have intimacy with them as much as you right. like sure go do your thing but i realize that it's not all cut out to be uh i feel like almost it's a waste of time uh and money only to for something to not bear any fruit. And I'm not talking about children. I'm just talking about you're putting effort in, and obviously all you're doing is getting pleasure out of it. But this is short ter- short ter- term ugh, English, please. Short term pleasure <laughs> compared to the long term. Obviously, this is one of the yeah the philosophies I go with when it comes to alcohol or drugs, especially with alcohol. Um, the short term is you know you're buzzed, you're you're drunk, you're having a nice time. It's a blast, especially if, if you're one of those uh, happy drunks when you're at parties. But that's a short term benefit in contrast to the long term consequence. When you wake up in the morning, you're hungover. Everything tastes like ass. Everything's just it's yeah. it's short term, long term. Obviously, if you take drinking too far, that's the correlation for you know it, it, it's a cost and. Uh, loss type of thing you know you're like what will i lose if i go into this and sure i might be living a a boring life but i sometimes i just i feel like i want to have control of the pilot seat um yeah you don't want to have some form of addiction like taking hold of well i wouldn't say addiction i i'm talking about like not being able to be conscious about every little action oh yeah that like if i'm drunk obviously there's going to be um you're inebriated you're not you're not a hundred percent there you're easily uh you know, take, could be taken advantage of, God right. forbid. So, that's the same way as I viewed sex. Again, this is my own personal opinion where I sort of regret losing my virginity only to find that, I guess, it's not really all cut out to be, especially if you're just going to go around, you know, play the same game over and over again where you're just being all all nice and smooth to a female and you're just playing the right cards, you're saying the right things, and then it's it's the same game over and over again um, where it became too easy and you're just like, so what's the point? Um, there's no, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm looking back and I don't see any improvement on my life except to the part where I've noticed, like, hey, um, all this fooling around I did back then, it, it seems 
it seems like a waste. It seems like, like, like a chore almost. Um, and that's yeah. at least I got something out of it. And whenever I give advice to my boys, I'm like, look, if you want to get a girl and you're really struggling with it, there's two things you have to follow. Don't be unattractive and don't be unattractive. It's the same line twice, but it means different things, right? You you can dress right. yourself to be look better. Uh, you can have take better care a better of yourself. Air about yourself, and that is That's true. that confidence that that atmosphere that you bring to the room or to a group when you're confident, when you're just not confident. I want to say, but you're just you just want to live in the moment. You just want to not a downer, have, not a depressing. Yeah, you want to have a good time. You want to make sure everyone else right, is good. Right. You want people to, you want, people want to be around you Basically, right? And you don't look for like what's the word um how would I say you don't look for validation. You just do your thing. Obviously, if someone tells you it's like, "Hey, you might be pushing a little bit." You're like, "Oh, my bad." And you you learn, you learn. But that's the first step, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be unattractive. You know, you got to look you got to you got to have that mentality of being unattract being attractive you know the second part is obviously looking the part and i'm not talking about like you have to lift weights and all that stuff but it helps it helps um i'm talking about more um if you dress better just a little bit you shower a lot more often you're, you're more cognizant about your hygiene you're more um you fix your hair basically and even flossing dude a lot of people don't floss and it, you can smell it and it's just uh so stuff like that is is simple but you can be raggedy and still get some tail but at the end that's that's my advice don't be an attractive and also don't be an attractive but to add on to it you also need to work on yourself more than anything um, right i was about to say that it's yeah. not it's easier said than done obviously where working on yourself but you have to you have to ask yourself why is this craving so desirable is it is it that, that you want a relationship is there something in the past that you've experienced that is pushing you to get this real to, to get this validation in the form of a girlfriend or a boyfriend um is there something wrong with your family your friends you know uh i guess it sort of helps with me that i have I've, i was raised that was blessed to be raised in a in a household where it, the family values are strong and we all give each other love um, so I actively didn't seek out that, especially even now, I constantly don't seek it out. I'm fine the way I am, but mm-hmm. even finding a good group of friends who on genuinely just care about one another, it's, it's, it's so uplifting. It honestly is. So that's really it with this whole, that's one of the things I got out of the MGTOW movement is just, Hey man, you got your brothers, your brothers are there. And if you're just honest with them, they'll they'll be they'll they'll take care of you um which is why since we're talking about this i kind of don't like commercialized holidays like valentine's so stuff like stuff like oh you have to buy a card you have to do this this and that i i feel i feel like if i want to give you something like i'll give it out any time of the day any time of the year honestly i give my parents stuff randomly every now and then and it's the small things that really really matter not so much about, hey, it's a holiday. Hey, it's a birthday. Hey, it's this, this, and that. You must do this. And it just it just turns you off. Much like us it's much like um I'm on my way to walk uh walk towards the kitchen to do the dishes and then my mom says, Hey, go wash the dishes. I just get so turned off once she says that because my mood was already there. Yeah. To wash the dish- dishes or do this or that, and then she tells me to do it. It's just like uh 
I'll still do it. But it's just... Ugh. Yeah. But now it doesn't feel like I'm doing the good thing because I'm, you know, I'm helping out my mom. It's more like, oh, she told me to do it. Oh, I have to do it or I get punished. It's, it's not even know? helping out. Like, it's just you being responsible. And that... Yeah, that, that's what I that mean. That reward yeah. that you get from feeling satisfied on doing a task, that chore, that that whatever it is, and then someone tells you to do it, you're just like, uh, well, that that ruined my mood. But that's, that's uh, it's me, mainly, if you just tell me to do something, if I'm in my house, and you just tell me to go do that one thing. In contrast, like, if I go to work, that's something completely different. If, I, if at my job, they tell me, hey, go do this, obviously, the, the circumstances are different, but yeah. Yeah, I, I I get what you mean. I, I think that at the end of the day, you need to work on... The way I like to look at it is like learn to love yourself before you start loving others. Because if you don't like yourself, it's going to be very difficult to, you know, show that love to other people. You know? Also, some people don't like this that I'm about to bring up. And some people do. But sometimes, at least with my previous experiences in relationship, I like to... Uh, much like if, if you leave at a restaurant... Right, I like to clean the table. I like to leave the place better than what I mm-hmm. uh, make the everything better, and leave the place better than what it is and how or how I left it. Right? Or hold up, let me, let me go back on that. I like to leave the spot better than how I did how I did when I first came in there. Uh, so like a room, I'll try to clean up a room so then when I leave, it looks better. So like if I'm at a, someone's house, I'm gonna clean up after myself and maybe a little more just to make the room look a little better to show that hey I actually care um, right people need to have that mentality on themselves I'm not saying they should but it helps where you go into a, a relationship and you want to not only better yourself in one way but you want to better the person as well in my experience with, with right. all my relationships like I've taught I don't know how many people how to drive I've, tra- I've taught you taught me how right. to drive you and even to park, I've tried. I've taught a lot of people. Yep. And even in my previous relationships, I taught people how to park, and yeah, park and drive. They get their licenses. We celebrate, and then uh, these people being uh, well, with my previous my exes, I should say, I would tell them, "All right, cool, you get your license. All right, let's go change a tire." And they're like, "What? I don't want to change a tire." I was like, "Well, you're gonna be stuck one day in the middle of the highway." Let me know how to do this, waiting for someone to do it for you, and you're gonna waste an hour of your of your life because you didn't want to learn this basic skill. It's it's I want to improve this person, not as because I'm a boyfriend. I just want this person to grow and be dependable. Yeah. You know. Um So in case like if you're not in the relationship, that at least that experience will, you know, stay forever. Right. And there's some people who hate this, who don't want to bait who basically act as a parental role or someone who could take care of someone else or uh, there's some people who don't like that and i get that but i've been more of the way to not being all righteous or anything saying oh i I could take care of you i'm talking more about like i want to help you develop yourself to be a better human a better person you're not doing it like oh i'll change the the tire baby you don't have to worry about it you're my sweetheart you're my sunshine like no you're like hey listen just so you know i'm not always going to be here not in not since i'm leaving you but in sort of since i want might not be in the car with you I might be at work, right. at home, or right. something. And that's. And if your tire pops, you need to get this knowledge. Obviously, there's AAA. You change Obviously your tire. There's AAA, and it exists. But you know, I'm just. I just want to make sure everything is swell. Because who knows? Maybe, maybe one day, I'm I'm at work, or someone else is at, or someone who's dependable that you can depend on is at work, and then 
your tire goes out and you're like oh well snap what do I do now and you're stuck there not knowing what to do because you don't know how to change a simple tire which granted not a lot of people know how to do I'm not giving them I'm not giving them flack for doing it just you know you yeah. can be dependable and stuff but uh, when it comes to relationships it's 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 mainly about hey you don't want to be an incomplete vessel you don't you don't want to be a, a someone who who isn't ready for a relationship with a hmm, how should I say this uh, with another human being where you're coming in with this toxic mentality of like oh they have to be perfect they have to be like this or like that where you're not so special yourself you're not so you're not the cream of the crop either so it, it's it's really more about what can you gain from this relationship and what can you give as well because if it's a constant just giving I mean just taking or just constantly giving them that's not a 50-50 relationship that's just uh, someone doing all the legwork one-sided yeah it's incredibly one-sided yeah yeah man so yeah uh, fellas out there you know stay with your homies love yourself love other uh, people uh, value yourself work on yourself please don't be don't be a simpleton. Just it it's not worth it, man. These 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 girl these go these people aren't worth it. I'm not talking about just girls. I'm talking about guys. Whoever you're pursuing after, you have to tell yourself, "Fuck it. This is not this is not gonna work out. I'm not gonna break my back over it. You know, it ain't worth right. it." Um, I, I will so say yeah, though that's, about uh, commercialized holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, since we were talking, since I brought it up a bit, Christmas is pretty pretty commercialized, especially. Oh, absolutely. Especially the part where, it's, it's absolutely well, at least one thing that we can all get out of it is the Christmas music, right? Because that's that's one yeah, thing everyone. Hey, man! Uh, last Christmas is my only Christmas song I could listen to every day of the year, so I don't really care. Which one? Oh, the one that we're went with Wham. It give you my heart, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, the Wham Opolis. I remember Wham Opolis, or basically, you're not supposed to hear the song for the longest time. And uh, it's fucking hard because I remember the first time I heard about that game, I was wearing at a mall, and of course they had that song on fucking loop. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I could listen to that jam any day of the week. Um, but, uh, yeah. So you're saying uh, commercialized Christmas. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you ever notice that like Thanksgiving never gets fucking talked about? No one gives a shit about Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, okay. So in Canada, it's a different experience because their Thanksgiving is in October. So... Yeah, oh. so what's crazy about Thanksgiving in America is that after Halloween, um, before in America, you know, once December, once Thanksgiving finished, the market was filled with Christmas stuff. But they kept oh, pushing yeah. Christmas aftermath. Yeah, they kept pushing and pushing uh, earlier the 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 Christmas decoration, the Christmas advertisements, because. Um, I heard a theory about why it's called Black Friday, because for the most part, um, these big industries run in the red, and when it's that time to buy Christmas presents, the they're they're no longer in the red, which means they don't they're not below zero dollars. They are now in yeah. the black, right? So in your bank account, right? If you withdraw too much and you pass zero, your bank account is at red. It's at negative whatever number is you know uh that you took out or that's missing yeah. so that's you're in the red mm-hmm. so the theory that i heard the why it's called black friday is because of that that stores are able to give you these bargains because people want to get christmas presents once they want they want to give out christmas presents so they they um they get it out of the way as quickly as possible basically, and- 
you know, and it helps too that these big box stores are saying, hey, I know you need them Christmas gifts, and, you know, it's after Thanksgiving, and, you know, that fucking holiday passed, now you got the big one, you know, you gotta make sure you get all them kids them new Playstations, and that wife a new fucking, uh, massage chair that she fucking wants, Here's, here it is on That's sale. That's why, um, okay, so, uh, it's different for Canada, like I said, because their Thanksgiving is in October, so they have a whole, what, two months of, like, you gotta prepare for Christmas and stuff like that, um, yeah. Which, honestly, it being commercialized, I don't like. It's just a me thing. But at the same time, one thing that at least I can get out of is music. But can you recall the last time a new Christmas song was, like, a hit that they played every year? Obviously, I like looking at the analytics, Google analytics, of right when it starts reaching December, of Mariah Uh Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Like, you can see the Google Analytics, and right when it hits December, you can see the the Google Analytics raising up, and then people post memes of saying it's coming and stuff like that. Yeah. I I think my favorite is the video about the guy who's just like, sweetie, sweetie, stay in the the room. Jimmy, go get the gun. Get the gun. (laughs) And it's Mariah Carey singing on the the roof. Dude, look, I I get it, but it's just the, the Christmas songs are cool. I like them. And yeah. just music as a whole, like especially for Halloween music, like people playing uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, um, all sorts of, what was it? You said Halloween music? Yeah, Halloween music. Oh, dude, I'd be fucking playing like Castlevania. Right. Uh, Friday the 13th, it's a Shining soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, easy. So, but when it comes to Christmas music, like, can you recall when was the last, like, the most recent, like, hit? Christmas music that everyone's like always listening to and whatnot because I I can't recall. I I get I don't know like here's a better question. What was the last time someone made a Christmas album? Oh, look at that! Yeah, you're right. I I can't think of anything. Damn. Yeah, like that's that's another thing. You know, back then they will be like, hey, we got to make an album, and it all has to be the same fucking theme about Christmas. I was uh. Looking up some guys like vinyl collection for the Jackson Five, and I forgot. Oh yeah, they they made a Christmas album, and you know you got Wham, and and I was just thinking about like I don't know maybe because like with Christmas it you know uh, I think it's because like this the either you make an original song which is way more difficult or you do a cover of a more popular song. You know like a lot of artists even nowadays still sing Christmas music usually around the time. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as like commercializing it, I can't think of any in the top of my mind. Because all I know is, is that you have your Frank, Frank Sinatra's, you have your Mariah Carey's, you have uh, you got Wham. who I am, right? So you you hear these songs on repeat, right? And obviously people like people say, oh, Christmas music is all about the, the whole Christmas music and stuff. So um, it's not a real Christmas if there's no music. I just, I don't know, dude. I get, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe it's me. What about like Christmas caroling? Maybe it's shit? me. Maybe it's me. That I can't listen to too much of a genre for too long, like, like, mm. um, my mom would would, what was it? Would listen to her her music, and I'm fine with it. But like after a month, and it's, it's just, don't you get tired of it a, a bit? Maybe it's because of the age that we live in, where we have all of the music we can get at the at the just at the click of a button. You got your Spotify's, you have your Pandora's, you have your YouTube's. You can listen to whatever the heck you want because it's right there. Maybe I'm just spoiled in that way that, like, hey, I, I want to listen to different genres of music. But um, I appreciate Christmas music. I really do. 
but I'm not. I don't know. It, it it's one of those it's one of those genres where I'm like, I'm glad it's only. What is it? I'm glad it's only uh, super popular once in a year and not throughout the rest of the year. But yeah. But that's that's just that's me. I, I get. I, I guess it, yeah, like like you said, it's all about how um the timing and things like that. I, I but to me, like like I said, Wham's Last Christmas, I could listen mm-hmm. to it any day of the year. I I do not care. It is it is a banger of a of a song mm-hmm. right there. Um, but you know what? Since we talked a little bit about music mm-hmm. lately, uh, I have been going through a little bit of a musical mm-hmm. journey. Uh, everyone. Uh, now I'm pretty sure you probably see me like shove it in everybody's face. I've been posting it on Twitter lately, uh, but I recently got myself into vinyl collecting. Um, I've always been fascinated with vinyl records. Um, I always tell myself, man, I really want to, you know, own some of my favorite albums on vinyl. You know, like I, I think everybody remember that time uh, around. I want to say like the early 2010s when vinyl suddenly picked up to be, you know, popular, mainly with hipsters yeah. and mainly white girls that want to buy records and just hang them up on the wall or and never really ceiling. listen to them yeah. yeah yeah and don't get me wrong like i think vinyl walls are cool there's nothing wrong with that um but it, it was a you know it was it was kind of like uh, i don't want to say a gimmick but it definitely was like trendy yeah. you know what i'm saying and um and you know i i didn't think much of it back then uh, but recently i just been very fascinated about like listening to music i've listened to a lot of music lately uh ever since i got spotify premium which i like i really really do but lately I've been like, man, I want to physically hold, you know, a piece of music like 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 with any physical media. Like I've always said this before, like originally I was going to go 100 percent digital on my movies and TV shows. And I was like, OK, I'm going to go 100 percent digital. But then people said like, well, yeah, you know, you gain from convenience from streaming services. You also lose in a sense of quality and uh, possession at right. that point. Because, you know, at any moment, your movie could be removed from Netflix, and then you have to buy another subscription service. I mean, I have HBO Max, and I, you know, it has Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but if you have a, a VPN service, you could, you know, tune in to, I think, UK uh, Netflix, and you get, you know, Fresh Prince right yeah. there. But that's another fee you have to pay to gain access to it. So to me, I'd rather be like, fuck it, if I like something so much, I'm just going to own it physically, so I always have a personal possession of it, I, I my own copy, a uh, good example. And, you and I know some people say, but Danny, don't you play PC games? Aren't all your games digitally on PC? Yes, it's true, but that's just because there's really no reason to get it physically because they don't sell them. And even if you do buy a physical copy, you get a digital code right. anyways. Um, a good example is I bought, I, I think I said this a couple times already, but I bought Scott Pilgrim digitally on Uplay because I wanted to play the game now, but I made sure to buy a physical copy as well through limited run games, which I'm still waiting for my copy mm-hmm. to get here because I really yeah. like it. So going back to music, um, I've been uh, digging into uh, a lot of like I've been mainly doing a lot of discography discoveries. I like to do it as I call it. I like to like dig into the first records uh, or the first albums of a band. For example, I've been listening to the first four albums of Black Sabbath. I love Black Sabbath's uh, early catalog. I've listened to their later stuff, you know, with their last album with Ozzy Osbourne, their stuff when they had Ronnie James Dio, um, and it sounds phenomenal. But uh, I was like, man, I want to own it. I want to play it. And I and I never went with the uh, idea with vinyl to be like, oh, this is the audiophile format. This is the one that's going to sound, you know, drastically different. And at the time of this recording, I can't say for sure if that's true or not. Um, I've always factored that in that that could be either a form of compression because, after all, a 
streaming service needs to compress that media in order to be streamed over to your cellular device without a doubt right, right? and um and at this point like i've only listened to one album on my record player which i got to uh on the day of recording that was my little valentine's gift to myself and i've only listened to one record which was revolver by the beatles and it sounded great it was actually pretty cool like actually listening to a record you know when people are telling me that like oh man like when you get a record you got to like play it and you're gonna hear those snap pops and things like that that's not entirely true you could just wipe the 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 record and clean it up and it'll just sound like it's a brand new record like it sounds brand new and sounds phenomenal just mean with just a regular rag just or no 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 no. what you do because i bought like a record cleaning kit you come you get like a brush uh some uh some solution it's supposed to like wipe it down and clean out the dirt and the grooves of a record essentially Mm. right because that's essentially where you hear the snack and crackle and pop it's that if there's dirt and there's like shit in the grooves of the record your needle is going to pick it up and it's going to sound a little bit so generally speaking whenever i play a record i would pull it out do, do a quick wipe around it and then i would put it on the turntable and i'll just play it and it sounds great like i'll be listening to him like man i'm not hearing all that static shit that people are telling me i'm expecting to hear and it's supposed to be the vinyl experience granted this is coming from a guy who's bought all my records brand new i haven't bought like any used ones from any like record stores or stuff but generally speaking you should just clean your records because records sound phenomenal even from the original pressings if you just clean them up you know i i like the i like the idea of records and owning physical stuff just any any media physically like video games even mm-hmm. something about owning a physical game is just I'll buy it for some games not for all games but that's just a me thing uh, I I totally agree with your thing about if you buy something on PC and it's digital but there's, or a service goes down and you sure you own the subscription but you don't own the media that you're watching that you're actually watching it for and that's always a reason Absolutely. why I didn't like these streaming services like Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, because I'm like, I guess I can pay a subscription, or, or I can just own the original, like the original. Oh, what was it? The original Disney movies, like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, all these Disney films. I can go to someone's house even that they just want to watch Disney films, and I'm all for it. I don't care, even The Incredibles. But the convenience of streaming, the convenience of just having that music there is top-notch especially with smartphones it's just yeah i get that but if you're at home you're just chilling you have a record player and you're just just chilling at home that's that's something completely different obviously um you're watching tv maybe having some little audio in the background nothing beats that or maybe having a party you know same thing the one thing i will say about records and cds i just feel like it's it's a shame that it's a dying industry, but it's it is what it is with te- technological advance advancements. But mm-hmm. I've seen some pretty cool dedication to some of these to these vinyls, like how some people make uh, what's that called when you play it when when the vinyl has a uh, when you play it in reverse, um, it's called back something. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Well. There, there is a record. Uh, there's a guy called Jack mm-hmm. White. Um, I haven't heard his music, but I've heard about this album called Lazaretto. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a fascinating experience. Okay, so 
when you put the record down, I don't know if you, it, it, well, to my audience who may, maybe my younger generation, if you guys don't know what a record is, um, it's that big black disc you might see at a, you know, 50 store restaurant theme and things like that. Uh, because admittedly, I grew up through the LimeWire era. I grew up through the iTunes era, so I didn't oh, yes. collect physical Lime music Hell um, yeah. <laughs> as a kid. Uh, but basically speaking, like, I don't, Marcos, if you don't know what I'm talking about, when you put a record yeah. down, um, it depends on the size. You know, if it's an LP, it's a 12 inch. If it's a single, it's a smaller right. disc, so it's seven inches, but it has a way bigger hole in it. You're supposed to put an adapter right. in it so it uh -huh. plays on your record. Now, because you have less surface area, okay. you put the record normally on an LP, you put it at 33 and a third, right? Okay. That's like the standard rotation of the, of the record as it's playing on the okay. needle. Uh, with a single, because there's less surface area, you speed it up just a little mm -hmm. bit. You put it on 45s. Mm -hmm. So you put it at 45 minutes per, uh, revolutions per minute. And um, with Lazaretto, what you're supposed to do is that... I, I'm pretty sure you know that when you pick up the needle, you put it on the first uh, intro yeah. groove, essentially. Yeah. And it plays going towards the okay. center, right? And then later it goes back. But what this guy does is that there's two hidden songs, or I think it might be... Oh, no, no. It's that one side of the vinyl, you play it outside going in, and then you play the other side inside going out. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, So you yeah. essentially spin the record the All other right. way around. And then there's another thing where there's two hidden songs in the album where if you play the song on 33, it sounds normal. But when you speed it up, it actually plays a different song. Okay. I... So this guy was like, from what I've read, he's like super hardcore. I want to keep vinyl as existing as possible. And he tries to make his records like way more uh, of an experience to, to have. You know, you're getting some extra, you know, because it's one thing to be like, oh, here's a, a song on Spotify. Whoopity do. This is kind of cool. It's like, hey, did you know if you put the song at this speed, it plays a different song? That That's kind of cool. I was thinking more about like if you play, what was it? Eminem. And the song, uh, what's it called? Slim Shady, where it goes, my name is what, mm -hmm. my name is who, and then Slim yeah. Shady. When you reverse it, it says, I'm Eminem, I'm Eminem. But it's not because Slim Shady, him saying all that backwards is Eminem. It's because it's in the disc itself saying that, hey, we're going to put this in there. So if you play it backwards, you'll still hear the song and it says something else. Stuff like that. Um I remember uh, Marilyn Manson uh, did something similar like that too. It's just the, that attention to detail is so nice, and I'm like, this is this is it's something that I I like seeing this whole attention to detail. This whole I'm going, uh, we're gonna really invest into this type of um, experience for fans, just making it better overall. And I like it, I, I really do. And one thing about vinyls that I do enjoy is the the aesthetics of it which is why you brought up the point about uh, when vinyls were getting popular again where hipsters and basic white girls right it looks good as, as an aesthetic piece not hanging it on the wall or anything stuff like maybe if you bought like I don't know uh, you know how they sell like if, if your album goes platinum it's a vinyl record that's in a casing and it has your album like yeah. that is aesthetically pleasing but if it's just a regular vinyl, then like, eh, I don't know. That just, I feel like that just doesn't look as good. But seeing a, a record yeah. player with a vinyl already on it, it's just so much. It's just a lot more aesthetically pleasing. Um, especially those uh, vinyl records that have the um, plastic covering or glass coverings to protect it from dust. Yeah, the yeah. dust cover. That that is yeah. just you. You can see it. It's standing on top of a speaker. It looks good. 
it really looks good. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. It's it's definitely pretty cool seeing that you know spinning around and with the needle and just like it's just like that processing. You know, we take you know if you're like me, and you grew up when CDs were the normal thing. You know, we don't really take things in consideration where it's like you put the disc in, it goes in the tray, and you don't see the disc doing anything. You just see a laser reading right. it. But when you see that record spinning on that needle, it's like man. This music is coming from that record going through that needle and then going to my speaker system. That's just crazy to me, man. Like, that's how I felt when I first held my first vinyl I ever bought was Black Sabbath. I was like, man, I am holding a disc, a big 12-inch in diameter disc that has probably one of the best doom metal music ever written in my hand. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's, um, going to school, you learn about, at least in my field, you learn about radio transmissions and speaking into a microphone and it's being transmitted to an antenna which sends out a signal someone receives it and it goes out to a speaker and knowing how all this works puts into perspective how crazy our life is in society where there's radio towers where there's all this all this crazy wireless communications going around million times per second and then when you go something as simple as a record player where the disc has its own conductive film in it. Record comes in, detects that, and starts reading, physically reading the disc itself, the information that's being played on this, that's been put on this disc, and tr- transfers that data into the speakers. It receives it, and boom, you get your sound. And a lot of people are like, "Wow, how does this happen?" It's it's kind of it's kind of a headache to learn a little bit if you don't know the electronics principles about electricity and and data but it's 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 quite nice honestly just mm-hmm. i i get that feeling completely it's super nice it's super cool and it's just in your hands it's just ready to be put out which is why i i kind of like how some people are still producing music and they they get that they have an audience that prefers uh disc this these vinyls and they just release it this yeah. way, and I, th- I think that's pretty rad. Yeah, you'll be surprised that mod, like still artists to this day will still like release stuff on vinyl. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes it is a limited release. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, you could still, for example, I was kind of bummed as like, oh, did Tyler the Creator ever release stuff on vinyl? I knew Flower Boy came out on vinyl, and I heard that Igor was getting like this really. I, I know I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people, but I'm not the biggest fan of the limited edition version, at least the cover art of Igor, which is his last album. Um. It's okay. It's a limited edition release, which usually this is why you gotta like follow these artists on uh, on Twitter and stuff because they'll announce like, "Hey, I'm dropping new limited edition vinyl here. Buy it now." Um, creator uh, Igor. I'm sorry, I'm looking this. It's fine. Uh, One thing vinyl. I do like about um, certain creators is how they how they really really put some like interesting goodies with their vinyls. When you, if you buy the vinyls, yeah, and that's like a little extra plus. Oh yeah, like I, I have right here. I just uh, right before I went to recording uh, for the podcast today, uh, I just went to Best Buy and I picked up some new records, and I uh, I picked up Sgt. Pepper's. And I know in this fucking packaging, there's like a bunch of stuff here. I also uh, picked up Prince's uh, Purple Rain. I gotta hear Purple Rain on my vinyl setup, um, and it comes with a free poster and everything. 
And uh, yeah, I posted I posted it in the chat, Marcos. Sure. If you want to see it? That's like the limited edition. Like right now, that thing goes for like three hundred bucks. Oh damn. Um. Oh, but you see. Yeah. It, okay. It, for those who are not who are just listening, obviously everyone's listening. There, this vinyl is green. It's like a teal, a teal coloring on the mm-hmm. vinyl itself, and the center is obviously the the album. Stuff like that, I've always enjoyed. I've heard some people not yeah. like it. They prefer the black, the original black. Yeah, that's mainly like an audiophile argument. It's always been a debate for years if they said that, like, oh, does, you know, color vinyl affect right. the sound? I think it's more like if it's – I want to argue – again, maybe I'm probably wrong. I can't prove it 100%, but from what I've done the research and from what I've heard – um Generally speaking, it's like if you kept telling everyone black vinyl sounds better than color vinyl, everyone will just, you know, keep that mantra going forever and ever and people will just accept it, right? But at the end of the day, unless the vinyl, special edition vinyl is made in some ridiculous uh, non-vinyl formula, like not PVC, um, then again, it could be wrong, please, if I'm wrong, just correct me. Um, Generally speaking, it sounds exactly the same, but... They still will tell you that, like, like a good example, like uh, back in the day, I was gonna pre-order uh, the Sonic CD soundtrack on vinyl because I love that soundtrack, right? And in the option selection, they said, okay, you could pick the limited blue edition or the regular black edition. It's as the same sleeve and everything, but there's just two different colors for the two different records. Um, I remembered in the sub in the text in the bottom it would say, colored vinyl may sound slightly different than black vinyl if you prefer buying music a hundred percent for just the music quality stick to black vinyl but from what i've heard i heard that exactly it sounds exactly the same so i'm not against the idea of buying colored vinyl especially if it's the only way to get it you know if if a record comes out and there's only in blue i'm not gonna lose sleep over it because there's nothing i could do about it it's only came out in blue and if it sounds the same it sounds the fucking same so, yeah, uh, as I showed Marcos, yeah, the Tyler, the Creator limited edition vinyl is this uh, very crude drawing of, of Igor, essentially, but it also has a teal color Super to nice. it. But at Best Buy, you could pick up the original pink on black, uh, black on pink uh, Igor album for like 20 bucks. And I felt like, OK, I like this design a little bit more, even though I love this album. I much prefer like the standard edition, you know, but that record alone goes for like 300 bucks. On Discogs, which is a website I recommend if you want to keep track of collecting music. At least music. these vinyls, it's just much like what I said earlier about aesthetic, aesthetics in general. At least these mm-hmm. limited edition, different colored vinyls that aren't black, they just look a whole lot more better. It, it, much, much better, I should say. Um, and it, it catches the eye. It really does. And, and oh, I absolutely. quite enjoy yeah. it. That's why I, at least in my opinion, that if you like something just because it looks nice especially nowadays where people think that hey just because it's colored it has a different sound to it if you want that just go listen to it on digital if it if it really pushes your button that much um but if you want to support the creator if you want to have a piece a physical piece of something that's limited then and that's up to you spend your money how how you however you wish but at the end of the day it's just um it's not that big of a deal when it comes to uh, music quality. Maybe back in the days, sure. But like I said before, how all of our music, all of our media is at just a button press away, a button just a click away. Hey, there you go. You got your, you have your uh, high quality, high, 
high uh what is it yeah highest fidelity of quality that here you go you don't have to complain about anything is that wait is that the casing or is that the actual vinyl no actually i was about to uh, say if you're if your main concern is sound quality um yeah if you're worried about if something is on the vinyl itself and does it affect the sound quality then what you have to avoid like the plague is a picture yeah. disc um essentially what it is it's a record but it has a picture on it. Now, at first, it looks kind of dope. I didn't personally like it, especially when it covers the entire album. If it's, like, on the side or it's not the full record, okay, that's fine. But when it's, like, a complete picture, it looks really weird. Um, this is what you want to avoid if you are buying records um, for the sound quality because picture discs do actively affect the sound quality uh, because it's just a fucked up in the in the design standpoint. Um, as someone described, it's pretty, pretty simple. Imagine... A sandwich right so the way how they make a picture disc is that they would take a piece of plastic uh then they would put the picture underneath it and then they would get a puck which turns into the vinyl and then they press it like really 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 hard right and that makes the record but the problem is though is that the needle has to read the groove through the plastic essentially and so because of it it's not getting like directly onto the groove itself so it sounds noticeably worse now i can't do any comparisons myself but generally speaking the rule of thumb is that you avoid picture disc which is what i'm avoiding i try to avoid picture disc at all costs i am not going to play a picture disc on my on my album on my on my turntable well if i think I could. more than anything this is a uh like one of those things where you don't play you just have it um many many other forms of media are come the same way it's something that you rather not play on and you'd rather preserve you rather preserve it and just yeah. have it Right, much like when someone has like, hey, uh, I have this limited edition. Uh, uh, I don't know. Let, let's just say you have a limited edition pop figure, right? You don't want to open it up, which you can, but you don't want to. Or you have a, I'm not sure, maybe a limited edition earphone because you're really interested in, I don't know, uh, Beats. And Beats came out with a limited edition headphone. You're not gonna wear it. You're just gonna have it. Same thing with shoes, right? You would collect a shoe, um, not wear it. Wait until the price of it rises up because the supply and demand, obviously there's correlation between the two, the, the demand will go up and the, so will the price, and you're not going to put on the shoe. Stuff like that, you know? Um, things like, like even even Cabbage Patch Kids, where they, Beanie, Beanie Babies, babies <laughs> where you don't want to play with them, you want to take them out of the case, because guess what? You keep it in the casing and it makes money. It stays, it, it, it's worth it, it, it holds its worth, and if anything, it, it gets even more expensive as time goes on. So maybe a vinyl like this where Michael Jackson's uh, 25th, what is it, 25th anniversary? Yes, this was the uh, Thriller 25th right. anniversary. This re-release. is not one that you would play, which obviously that would make no. sense that you wouldn't want to play it. But at the end of the day, you know, it's nice to have. It's nice to, to have it in a case, have it somewhere where you can on yeah, display, on display, in my right. opinion. Like, that's the only appeal of picture disc to me is that if you're having it on display, great. But if you're like me, you're trying to buy records to listen to them, not to just I have them on display. I always thought that these picture vinyls had the picture in the back. And then the f- the face you that mean? you play does not have the picture. So the back of the vinyl, which is the part you don't play, has the picture. And then... No, on a record, you play right, both you sides. You can play both sides if it comes with it, you know? But you can just flip it around and just play it, the part that doesn't have the picture. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. 
No, 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 no. Like on a record, there's two right. sides. You flip, like you go to side A and you right, go to side right. B. What I'm trying to get at is side A is the one that plays the music, right? It just it has nothing but music. But when you flip it, oh yeah, but then it'll have a different track list. You're right. not, you're missing that's, half that's the album at that point. At. That's what I'm trying. To, uh, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. These oh. picture vinyls did. That's what that that they okay. tried to achieve, I should say. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Assuming. It's... Yeah, to me, I, I, I'm trying to avoid it. Like, it's for me, like, going with Mike, Michael Jackson, I'm trying to get his last album before he passed away, which was Invincible. Um, it was 2001, and by that point, uh, vinyl was already kind of, like, fading out. So you can easily find that album, uh, Invincible, mm-hmm. with a picture disc, but I don't want to get it. But there is a limited release of a simple black double LP that I'm trying mm-hmm. to get, but it's, you know, hard to get right now. Uh, but you know what? Let's keep talking about music, actually, because uh, I actually have a lot to say about uh, music. You know, Marcos and me, I mean, mainly with me, uh, I grew up in the day and age where CDs were still the popular format. Um, but around the time I was like in late elementary to middle school, that's when like iTunes and uh, LimeWire and torrenting services, um, that's when, you know, music became much more accessible through less than legal means but you know it was way more accessible um this was back then before everybody's music was you know you could google you could youtube uh music for example i for the life of me couldn't listen to a single prince song because prince back when he was alive made it difficult to listen to his music unless it was officially through him you have to either get the record watch his movies or you have to pay for it, mm-hmm. essentially, right? Uh, same thing with the Beatles. Like, back in the day, you couldn't listen to the Beatles because the Beatles were very tight-knit about how they could put their music readily available. You know, just before Spotify and all these, like, music services came along and say, hey, pay 10 bucks a month and you'll have access to the music. But back then, it was, if I wanted to get into a band, I have to torrent their discography and be like, oh, I'm going to listen to all of Paul McCartney and boop, play it mm-hmm. right there. Um, and... And, you know, I, I and and the thing is about like with music, I, I like to compare with like with Netflix is like on one hand, you know, it's cool to have access to music. I have no problem paying for Spotify premium. I, I love Spotify. I think Spotify has not only helped me curate my library, but it's also helped me discover music that I probably wouldn't have before without its pretty good algorithm. I give it credit. I would have never given it a lot of music a try, but I let Spotify right. do the work and I'll be like, hey. I like the song. I'm gonna dig into this band's catalog. I, I listened to Nirvana. I discovered uh, Alice in Chains, grunge music. You know, I, I you know I take risks more with Spotify because you're paying for it. You have access to the music. But on the other hand, though, I argue that music nowadays, because everybody has so many ways to access it through free or paying through a cheaper subscription service. Like, when was the last time you went to a store to buy an album that came out? Uh, yeah, that's true. That's if people who love the band really go out and actually buy the album uh that they want to do so yeah or just even just taking a chance like you know like maybe you're at the record store you might find a vinyl of the swedish band that looked kind of neat and you take it home because the cover attracted you you know and that's the, the thing i've argued that music nowadays especially with streaming services and things like that i argued that music is more expendable you know you come out with a hot new track and it doesn't really stay that long because, you know, if people don't like the music or the music, you know, fades away, it goes on its merry way. But if you like the song on the radio or you like the band, you would drive to the store, pick up the CD and listen to it. And there's that more of that personal connection with it. But on streaming, 
you just hear a track and you're like, okay, that was cool. You move on the right, well, way. That's, that's you know? the same argument about like the, of the back in my day, right? As technology advances, as society changes as well with when it comes to you know music, right? It's gonna change. Things will change when it comes to the advancement of technology. So back, like you just said, mm-hmm. radio. Uh, do you often listen to radio when you're driving? Fuck, dude. I don't remember the last time I even watched cable TV, let alone right. radio. So it's the same argument there, whereas like where uh, TV uh, ratings are going down because people don't care about TV subscriptions, maybe uh, unless you want to watch sports. But even then, you can pay, pay sports subscriptions to watch it online. Um Especially mm-hmm. since uh, in 2020 it became a little bit more easier because everyone was you know stuck at home and they needed a service yeah. to do just that. So it's the same argument. I get your your point of view on this, but it's 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 one of where it was a nice time, it was a nice era, but it's just a passing of time. It's yeah. it's it's something that happens to every industry where things are just gonna things are just gonna keep going, keep getting obsolete because right. it's no longer technologically convenient. You can look at payphones. A lot of people don't know how to operate payphones at times and they're like, "Oh, well, damn. Uh how do I use this dinosaur of an equipment because uh there's no touchscreen, there's no this, this and that. People tend to forget that payphones were uh what was it? You put in a quarter, you have a set amount of time to talk to on the phone and you just did just that. But when was the last time you saw a payphone on the street? Uh, one time before the last standing Kmart I know is still around. Right. So stuff like that. It's just. <laughs> so it's been it's a while. Been a while. So, it is what it is. It's just the the passing of time. But I, I I get your I get your your feelings. It's 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 definitely relatable. Where mm. you're you're listening to a song on the radio and you're like, dang dude, the song slapped, and I can't recall what what's called because um, the. Uh, the radio host said it once, and I wasn't paying attention. And then, dang, dude, I'm mad. Where you can, you could. That's no longer the case because if you are listening to the radio, and you are listening to a song you like, and you don't know what the name is, you could just go to their website, and they tell you, hey, this is the last thing we played. Or even better yet, you can just use Shazam on your phone and figure out what it's called, and then you can go about your merry way. Listening to that song on Shazam, and then going on YouTube or even Spotify, just like just to. Um, uh, yeah, just to listen to that one song that you listen to, and then you get to listen to the whole album. But even then, yeah, I don't remember the last time I used radio because of Bluetooth. It's basically obsolete radio because before when we were kids, all we wanted was a car with a good radio. Then auxiliary cables mm-hmm. came out. And you're like, dang, all I want now is a... Pass me the ox, Yeah, basically bro. that, right? So all I want is a, a car that has a good radio, and I can play aux. Then it became just aux because the the smartphones, right? And you could have your catalog yeah. uh, or even iPods. You could just have your entire list of music just there. Then it went from aux to Bluetooth because the Bluetooth convenience is there. Everything is wireless. You have to you don't have to connect. Uh, I'm not sure if you recall Daniel, but like if, if you had a crappy aux cable where you have to stick it in the jack. Oh, you have to hold the cable yeah, the right spin way. Spin it in place just so it can make contact yeah oh, right those... so as technology goes obviously um 
you know the funny thing is that you mentioned like you know all we want is radios to have um aux cables yeah, back, and stuff back then yeah uh your brother <laughs> gave me the soundtrack to persona 5 right, right on cd and i thought oh this is gonna be really cool to listen to my car my car doesn't even have a cd player in it it only has radio and bluetooth wow that's it look at that it doesn't even ha- i remember i thought about this like wow this thing doesn't even read cds right. so there you go yeah it, it i agree it is a time of the changes and stuff and i you know granted i'm not against it i'm not you know trying to be a bitter old man like i mr days when i used to get computer viruses on my on LimeWire and stuff like no i i get it spotify is pretty dope i think that it's a nice middle and i you know i think we have to thank for that i think we have to thank you know piracy in a sort of way when i think we all remember the napster era when back then if you want to listen to one song you have to buy an entire record or cd you just need to download napster back then and i think we hit a nice middle ground where it's like hey you pay 10 bucks a month and you have access to an entire music catalog right and it's readily available for you uh, but for me, I'll keep collecting vinyl because I just love music so much. I want to own it and I want to physically hold it and play it on my setup. And it sounds pretty good. I think, so, I think definitely. With, new stream- with these streaming services has really put, at least it's sort of restricted in, in a way, the the piracy. Yeah, the, the, the world. Yeah, because there's really no need to anymore. Right. You still can if you wanted to, but. Oh, yeah, of course. But it's like, is there like. Do you really want to do it? Like, would you rather just pay ten bucks a month and no, potentially the, not get well, butt fucked by the subscription? Ar- is just for the, no ads, though. That's yeah, true. And you could still technically watch everything on YouTube, but you know, some people. If you're like me, you hate ads when you're driving in your car, and the last thing want to hear on Spotify is like, want to break from the ads. That's why it's even like even radio stations seems less interesting less attractive because they still have their advertisements their commercials which they de- they need them. they they definitely Obviously. need them right right so about the about pirating i mean back then obviously i thought yeah i don't care about pirating because these guys make a, a crap ton of money because of they make music and stuff look how many millions they sell only to find out that later yeah. is that most of these label companies are really predatory and they're just like really really greedy with the contracts where oh, yeah. they'll only give you so much they'll only give you like you can make a hundred thousand dollars and they'll only give you five thousand because they have to cover their costs for x y and z for for their publishing for their company mm-hmm. that they have the contract with to do CDs and advertisement and all that stuff. You have to pay the company itself, pay the employees who are with you, your manager, yada, 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 and all you're left with is 5000 So when I got older, I'm like, damn, I feel like a piece of crap for pirating these, these songs. But at least streaming, music streaming has, it's a clever way to go around that because if you have internet, at least, it's a, it's a way around it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I think that streaming is a nice middle ground. I'm still going to keep my Spotify subscription. I'm not going to like completely get rid of it. I do think it has a purpose, but when I'm out here at home and I feel like, fuck it, I want to listen to Purple Rain, I'm just going to slap on that turntable and just enjoy it and appreciate the music a lot more, in my opinion, because when you're physically holding it, it's there. It's history. You're holding mm-hmm. it, you know? But, uh, yeah, music, it's it's great. It keeps the world the going. The one thing I, I, I'm... <sighs> I would love anyone to go into the music industry. It's fine. 
but much like any other industry where people can get famous, you got to be careful with that because people will try mm. to trick you. They'll try to sell you snake oil. So it, it's it's yeah, t- definitely take advantage of you. There's uh yeah, it it definitely is uh a really fucked up situation. Not just music, it's just any industry. Uh, the best advice I could give you. Do as much research as oh, possible right. and know more than the guy that's telling you he knows more right. than you because knowledge is power. And look, we, we were talking about like Michael Jackson. I tell this to people all the time, even his childlike mindset and wonder the dude's a genius. He knows music and business more than anybody else than you might think. He sucks up all that information and keeps it to himself. He never signs a contract with just being like, oh, yeah, this is totally other is going to. No, no, he knows everything Dude, have so have you seen some of these contracts that like advertising agents like or companies just give out just like hey we'll advertise our uh like what was it a sponsor there we go sponsor my bad um yeah. you just gotta advertise our stuff and then you gotta sign this 30 page contract you gotta sign here 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 and here people just sign off away just because why not but like what yep. what is so darn complicated and honestly like can you just make this into two pages like just say hey I understand that you have. It's all clouds. It's all for security. Right. It's all for like. But hey, you could just make we, a simple, we, a simple thing where, and they have to be legal about this. So it's 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 concrete, and there's no loopholes. Period. But what's so bad about? Hey, this person is going to make a contract. This guy's gonna. We're gonna sponsor this person for this amount of time, and all this person needs to say is this. And this and that. I get legal mm-hmm. jargon has to be part of it. And this is the amount we promise and right. things like I that. I guess that's legal jargon. Right. And I understand that you don't want to go to court for, like, the small things. Because the, there's a small little thing that, the, like, a little uh, loophole that the that the person who was taking advantage of the sponsor was using. I get that. But I personally wouldn't sign a sponsorship if it's more than five pages. Because then you're just hitting mm-hmm. me with just nonsense like legal nonsense just tell me as a human you're hitting with some suspect yeah just tell me like a human what you want me to do what i need to do for you and what you'll do for me and we'll sign on it we can even do a a video recording that's it just say hey i so and so will do this and this person and then the company will say like yeah i we will do this this and that stuff like that right it's just it's just uh, it's just uh, that's why these um uh what do you call it these label these label these brands music brands they mm-hmm. really and i mean really try to get you confused with all the um attorney language jargon that you get lost in 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 just all these terms all these sub paragraphs all these different types of little little details you're like why is this here why is that there it's just you you have to know how to read a legal contract yeah or that, or get that, and get a reliable, trustworthy lawyer that isn't, you know, provided from a record company. Because you're just dealing, you're just having a guy behind your back, like telling you lies or right. uh, not looking out for your personal right. best interest. But that's that's really it. That you got to be careful. And the whole point of economics, or is, or just making a trade or making a sell, is convincing the person who has money to give you that money with, uh, with you spending the least amount of resources as possible for him to give you that money. So, but right. people are predatory in that way, but yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really a shame when some young talent, especially, has, like, a lot of pr- promise and stuff, but then they get fucked over or taken advantage from, like, 
an industry and it's just for any industry i've heard the same thing with comics yeah. before with uh, i i think uh i'm pretty sure we all remember the trash fire that was machinima uh that was a mess if you were a if you were signed on to an mcm for example um you were <laughs> potentially right. screwed essentially but that's a whole other can of worms. We could definitely save that uh, for the next podcast because I actually have a lot more I want to talk about. Too. I'm not sure if you know about it. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, with with the fact that like you know Dave Chappelle approached Netflix and said, "Hey, um, listen, I, I want to keep a good relationship with you guys. I know you guys put my show on Netflix, but I'm not making any money out of it. I got screwed over by uh, the Comedy Central at the time." And I don't make a cent out of this being available on streaming services. And Netflix said, okay, we want to keep good relations right. with you. We got rid of it. It's still on HBO Max, but that was kind of crazy. It was like, oh, Chappelle shows on HBO Max. It's like, oh, now it's on Netflix. Like, oh, but Chappelle asked Netflix, like, hey, I, I this kind of bothers me. I, I've worked with you guys. I made special for you guys. Um, uh, and, and, uh, and I don't feel comfortable, like, seeing the show there that I worked on. And I'm not making right. anything out of it, you know. boycott it, too. Um, and th- and there's another one uh, I recommend if you watch the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, there was one where Bill Burr, uh, not Bill Burr, um, is it Bill so. Burr? No, Bill Burr is the guy who directed. I think so. Uh-huh. Bill Burr, the comedian. The yeah, that's the comedian, Boston. right? Yeah, the one with the red hair, and he's uh, the one in F is for yeah. Family. Oh, that's him. Okay, then I guess he must have wrote uh, the Incredibles well, he's, two he's or something. Down, I might be mistaken. But, yeah. He's bald, yeah, yeah. He was bringing up like a great story where it was like, oh, I I remember this too when like back in Comedy Central and it's like very early infancy. Um, they would hire like all these comedians and they'll be like, hey man, you're really good, and uh, you know we want you to make a special. And then they realized that the reason why they asked him to make the special was because the last comedian they made a special for bombed, and so they need to make up the loss to your oh, special. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's some crazy shit out there. But again, I I would love to go more into depth with it in the next podcast because I really want to talk about like machinima music and uh, people pursuing their goals and how to avoid it. Because I know you wanted to talk about that, Marcos. But let's go ahead and wrap up for the day, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the uh, for the DKM DKM podcast. Yeah, words. Um, DKM podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed your Valentine's Day with your significant other. Wrap around your weenie. Don't want to get that thing burning. Um, be safe out there. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You know, you always can follow us on Twitter. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on Google Podcasts. Anywhere that you can listen to us, we'll be there. And we'll be here. Keep talking into your ears. Thank you so much. And maybe someday, if we hit 100 episodes, we might make a DKM vinyl <laughs> box set. If possible. Nice. If possible. Look at your local uh borders if we get that sponsor we'll look into that (laughs) have a good one guys take care and be safe